Hagetzvach, everybody. Hagetzvach. You know, there's a, a very holy minig by many Yidden, by many Jews, that on Matzai Shabbos, when Shabbos ends, Jews sit down for Malav Malka, they sit down for a meal, they gather together, and they say stories of tzaddikim. They say stories of tzaddikim. It's a very beautiful and very holy minig. And so that's what we're going to do. Matzai Shabbos, we're going to get together, I guess uh, virtually, and say stories of tzaddikim. So for tonight, I wanted to share with you a thought of what's the significance of saying stories of tzaddikim? Why is it so powerful? And what exactly is the avayda? What's the mindset that a person should be in when you relate a story and when you hear a story? So to explain that, let me tell you a maisa. I'll tell you a story that explains that a little bit. The maisa goes like this. When the Baal Shem Tov was on his deathbed, so he gathered together a number of his uh, great students, and he told each one what their shlichus, what their mission is going to be for the rest of their lives in terms of spreading the Baal Shem Tov's teaching. So, for example, to one student he said that your mission, your job is going to be to teach my Torah as, to as many people as possible. To one student, the Baal Shanta said, your Avaida is going to do kindness to other Jews in my name as much as possible, and so on and so forth. And to one particular Jew, the Baal Shanta said, your Avaida, your job is to say stories about me for the rest of your life. Whenever you have the opportunity to say nice about me, the Baal Shem, you say the mice. That was his job. So this particular chassid, that was now the storyteller of the Baal Shem Tev, so that was his, uh, not only was that his spiritual mission, that was also his parnasa. He would go around from place to place and people would hire him for you know, parties or you know, Shabbatons to uh, be the storyteller, to be the entertainment, to say mice. So there's one particular story, one event, where he got a letter in the mail from a particularly wealthy elderly man this person was having a 90th birthday, you know, and he was gathering together his whole family and so on, and he wanted to make a whole thing of it. So he, in this letter, he invites this storyteller to come for the weekend to uh, regale everyone with mice and with Baal Shem. It'll be a very nice uh, birthday weekend. So fine, 100%. That's what the storyteller does. So he travels already Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening to, you know, where the uh, weekend is going to be. And he comes off the wagon, and the, the birthday boy, you know, comes with his whole family to go greet him. Everyone's excited. And they have a whole tish set up, a whole party set up, and, you know, the entertainment's going to begin. He's going to say Misa. So the, the storyteller comes, and everyone's looking, everyone's watching, you know, looking and waiting for that first story of the weekend. And he says, let me tell you, Misa. And he completely goes blank completely goes blank. You know, this was someone, you have to appreciate it, that he spent years and years, you know, amassing hundreds and hundreds of stories. And he knew them all by heart. This was his, this was his life. And all of a sudden he's there and just goes completely, he can't think of one story. So it's a little bit embarrassing. But, you know, the family, they tell him, listen, you know, you just traveled today, it's been a long journey, you're a little bit tired, so rest up tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up. So fine, he rests, he goes to bed, he wakes up the next day all refreshed, he has a whole bunch of stories he's going to say. Comes uh, Friday afternoon, everyone gets together, time out, a little hachanas for Shabbos. No, Salamaisa, say a story. Completely blank. Completely blank, and now he's really embarrassed. Friday night, by the, by the tish, say a story, completely blank. And this, every single opportunity that this person has to say any, any story, he just completely goes blank and nothing. Now, you know, obviously that puts a, a huge damper in the whole weekend. Everyone's disappointed. 
by the time Matzah Shabbos comes, he's already he's, he's ashamed even to face the uh, you know the elderly gentleman that was putting all this together. And but he has no choice. You know, he goes over to me and says, you know, I have to. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm, I ruined your party. I ruined your weekend. I was supposed to come and say stories. I can't explain it. I have no idea why this happened to me. I just, I, it, I just, I have nothing. So the person, the person said, "Listen, you know, uh, Shem controls the world. You know, it is what it is. It's nothing personal. Obviously, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's nothing personal." Okay. He gets into his, and he obviously he says, "I'm not taking any money. I ruined your party. I'm not getting paid for this." But it is what it is. So he gets into his wagon and starts uh, leaving. After a few minutes, as the wagon goes down the road, so the wagon stops. And the storyteller jumps out of the wagon and runs, runs, runs back to the old man. And he says, and the old man says, what? Is everything okay? He says, I thought of one story. I thought of one story. And he said, obviously, this is not for money. It's not for Parnassah. I ruined your weekend already. This is just for free. I just want to tell you the mice that just popped into my head. And he says, I'll tell you the truth. It's not one of my best, best stories. I don't know if I've ever said it before. I don't even know the full story. But at least part of the story I remember. Okay, so what's the mice? So the mice was like this. I remember when I was by the Baal Shem years and years and years ago. The Baal Shem Tov once took me to the took me aside and he said, "We're going to go on a trip together." I said, "Fine." So we get into the wagon. The Baal Shem Tov goes to the horses, whispers something in the horses' ears. The Baal Shem Tov gets in the wagon, sits next to me, and the horses just go on their own. And after some time, we find ourselves in a city that I never recognized. The storyteller says, and this was a. Particularly, it was not a Jewish city. It was a non-Jewish town. Not only do we find ourselves in a non-Jewish neighborhood, non-Jewish city, the horse and wagon parked itself in front of the church of the town. And this was during mass. It was during. Uh, it was on Sunday morning. It was during mass. And so the whole place is full of, you know, of worshippers of Goyim. And this was not. Not only was it awkward for us to be there, but uh, this is a little bit dangerous too. And so the Baal Shem Tov goes to the churches with the storytellers telling the old man. He says, I saw this, that the Balshantav went to the church, knocked on the door, and the secretary opened the door, sees this rabbi, and the rabbi Balshantav is not going into the church, but he says, I want you to go tell the priest that I want to speak to him. Tell him Yisrael Balshantav wants to talk to him. And the secretary is like, he's in the middle of giving a drasha, you know, he's uh, leading the services, he can't, you know. Balshantav says, do what I say. And he had those piercing eyes. Do what I say. Go tell the Galach, tell the priest that Yisrael Baal wants to talk to him. Okay? So the secretary goes, whispers this message in the Galach's ear. All of a sudden, the Galach turns pale, runs out of mass in the middle, sees the Baal Shantiv, and him, the Baal Shantiv and the priest, go to a side house, a side area, and they have a conversation. Now, meanwhile, the storyteller says to the old man, he said, I was sitting there waiting there for the Baal Shantiv to come out from this private meeting must have been about an hour or two, a few hours. And the door opens, it comes out, and the Baal Shem Tov walks out, comes back to the wagon, and I see the Galach, his eyes are beat red, clearly, clearly crying the whole time. And so the storyteller says, that's the end of the story, that's all I know, we went back home. Meanwhile, the old man is hearing this, the old man faints, Mamish faints on the spot. What happened, they revive him, and he says, let me tell you something, that priest, that was me. That was me. So the so the storyteller says, okay, so you know he, he this person is a professional storyteller. What's the end of the mice? Like, well, what did the Baal Shem Tov tell you in that room? So the person said, the old man said, listen, what the Baal Shem Tov told me in that room and what he said to change my life, to bring me from that place to the place that I am now, 
That's between me and God. I'm not going to say. But I'll tell you one thing. After the whole thing was over and I decided to return to Hashem, to return to the Jewish people, I asked the Baal Shantif, I said, Rabbi, how will I know what's going to be my sign that my tshuva has been accepted in heaven? When can I fully be at peace with myself? So Baal Shantif said, if at one point in your life one of my students comes and tells you your story, that's a simon that you should be at peace. And so the old man said, ever since then, I've been hiring all sorts of storytellers, as much as I possibly can, to hear stories from Baal Shem Tov, hoping and hoping I'll hear my Misa. And finally, finally, this is the Misa that I've been waiting for to hear is my story. However, I think this is the avoid of hearing a Misa, hearing a story of a tzaddik. You're not hearing about a story that happened to a particular person a long time ago, that that person was righteous and we're trying to become people like that. We have to realize, every month of Shabbos, this is Avayda, we have to realize that we are connected to the tzaddikim, we are a part of them, and they are a part of us. When you hear a story of a tzaddik, you're hearing your own autobiography. You're hearing your own biography. And you have to learn and you have to realize that the greatness that we hear and we remind ourselves of, of, of our people in past generations and past history, that's our story right now. And when a person hears their story, it gives them strength. The reason why we say stories Matzah Shabbos going into the six days of the week, the six days of the week is a dark time. It's a time of forgetfulness. What do we forget? Sometimes we forget Torah. Sometimes we forget mitzvah. Sometimes we forget each other. And the deepest tragedy is sometimes we forget who we are. When you say a ma'isa Matzah Shabbos or tzaddikim, we're reminding ourselves of who we are, what we're capable of, what's really beneath the surface of our own souls and our own consciousness. Hashem should bless each and every one of us by, by telling stories of tzaddikim, by believing in tzaddikim. We should hear our stories in them, our stories in their stories, and have the strength to remember who we are throughout the course of the six days of the week. A gutvach, a gebenshtavach, a lichtigavach.